Hey, business building warrior. Welcome to the weekend update. If you're listening to this episode right when it came out, it's Saturday. And what we like to do on Saturdays is still work. A lot of us work six days and rest one. Hey, good enough for God, good enough for us. That's the way he created the whole universe, right? So we're working on a Saturday, sure, but why not take along a great update, a podcast episode that we've gone back and reviewed from maybe two weeks, six weeks, six months ago. We've got hundreds of great interviews. So what we do on the weekends is we go back, we find those great episodes that maybe slipped past your radar or some of those great insights and tips and strategies from some of the successful students and just kind of break it down into little easily digested nuggets for your weekend update. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment after I make a couple of announcements. First, if you haven't got a free copy yet of the brand new, all new, our 11th update of the Silent Sales Machine book, this is the book that started this podcast. It started our community, the 73,000 members of our free Facebook group, our incredible events. It all started because I sat down about 20 years ago and wrote a book over a weekend. It was actually just a PDF report at the time. And it took off. And it started this incredible movement that is now thousands of business building warriors all over the world. It wasn't because of anything that I did. I was just making some observations and sharing what others had taught me. I kind of compiled the information into one place with the premise of, hey, you can use the internet to grow the business of your dreams. And here's the rules I'm kind of discovering. Here's some of the things you should avoid I was discovering. And there's a group of us. We just kind of compiled this information and kept learning new things. Well, I've updated it. And the 11th update is now available. All the stuff you should avoid, the legitimate opportunities that are available to you, the mindset that's required in order to tackle these opportunities, a lot of very specific strategic advice on using the internet to launch and grow the business of your dreams, multiple income streams, using the internet creatively. That's the book. So go to silentsalesmachine.com and you can see more about it. Or you can text the word free, that's F-R-E-E, to this phone number. It'll be in the show notes as well today. The phone number is 507-800-0090. Now, if you happen to live outside the United States or Canada, that might not work for you. So just email our support team. There's a link at silentgym.com and say, hey, heard Jim make that free offer. Assuming the free offer is still around, which it will expire at some point. But now as we're launching the book, we wanted to give it away for free. That's a great opportunity for you. So there's that. And I also want to remind you, if you're new around here, this podcast is the supporting podcast for the leading Amazon seller training in the industry. I'm talking about the Proven Amazon course at provenamazoncourse.com. It's the longest running Amazon seller training in the industry with more success stories than any other, a bigger support team. There's about a hundred of us that support that course. All kinds of creative modules for every level of Amazon seller experience. If if you know nothing about Amazon, you know nothing about e-commerce, we got you. If you've already got a $50,000, $100,000, a million dollar a month business, there's ideas in there I guarantee you have never been exposed to that could improve your business. So for $39 a month, RuvenAmazonCourse.com gets you a library of content that grows with you. We believe in just-in-time education, which means right when you need it, we got that next thing that you need, and it's in there. And then we've got our free Facebook group support community at silentgym.com that's there to help you as well if you want to check that out. So that's the introduction for 
this weekend update. Let's go find out what the team has put together for us today. Enjoy this episode. We'll have brand new episodes for you starting at the beginning of the week, so don't miss those. Hey, have a great weekend. God bless you, Warrior. Let's jump into the content. And let me revisit the private label thing too. You you said you were, you're bouncing around on YouTube and you hear us talk about this a lot If you, for those who listen to this podcast frequently. If you go to YouTube and start talking about how to sell on Amazon, you're going to see loads of private label content. And I love, Matt, you said you saw the stuff that we were saying in our Facebook group that kind of talked you out of it. So you didn't invest in any courses. You didn't go down that road at all, I take it. No, I didn't. I was really, really close to it. And then I was I kind of had that conversation with my wife about um, you know, wanting to go down this journey. And we had decided we wanted to set aside like five thousand dollars for it. And at that time, you know, to do private label, I guess to do a takeoff, you know, five thousand is kind of like the minimum. And I didn't want to lose it all and hurt not to have the support, but in regards to like replens. Yeah. Um, you you almost certainly would have lost all of it, you know, just yeah. having seen numerous people go down that path, thousands of people. And you've heard me probably say it before, Matt, but you've got about a 95% chance of failing, even if you're well-funded, simply because you just don't know the landscape yet. And we're excited to get you to that point now, Matt. You will get there. And you're you're about six months in at this point to your journey, it sounds like. You said you made your first sale in September, about six months ago, as we're here in February 2023. But uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and I'm glad we were able to save you from <laughs> burning through that cash and learning some painful lessons. So um, I'm an engineer as my primary occupation. I travel a lot for work, which was one of the benefits of doing, you know, Amazon and OA because I can do it anywhere um, within the evening. And, um, you know, it's very flexible for my work schedule. So you're buying online. You're using OA strategies, online arbitrage, we call it, right? So you're not having any of the inventory come to your house? Who's doing the prepping? So I had done it initially. Um, My wife and I live in a camper and are traveling full-time. So she definitely doesn't want any inventory in here with me. At the turn of the year, we really had to make that transition because that's when we went ahead and relocated um, to a different state. And I saw uh, Kyle Curtis had done the advertisement for Proven Prep. And uh, a lot of my items are really high dollars. So the fact that it was in Oregon was really important to me to be a tax-free state. So Kyle and his team at Proven Prep have been taking care of me for the last two months. And it's um, made my wife very happy and has allowed me to expand much more than I could if I was prepping it all myself. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned Kyle. He's the guy who runs our virtual assistant training program where we train virtual assistants to work for one seller, help them find inventory. But he's also started up a prep center, our proven prep center out in... What what state did you say it's in? It's in Portland, Oregon. It is in Oregon? Okay, that shows you how detached I've been from that whole project. But that's great, a happy client, because it hasn't been going more than just a couple months. So you you must have been one of the first clients. I believe so. I think it was like 10 of us initially yeah. um, okay so cool of course my first prep center yeah well that's awesome yeah i know he's wanting to uh, take on even some of the smaller students and uh you know smaller sellers i should say who are just getting ramped up because a lot of the prep centers get so busy actually one of the problems we have right now matt is every good prep center just gets swamped and pretty soon they're turning away everyone except very established sellers so the newer sellers can't can't find a prep center so I'm glad Kyle's got that one launched up and going and uh, sounds like it's doing great for you. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So you guys are able to keep keep your... You're in a camper. I didn't realize that. So you're traveling, you're kind of roaming, you're able to keep that empty and still run your business, work it from anywhere. It sounds like you're kind of going down the road of uh, Gary and Gay Mosley, two great coaches on our team who do that exact lifestyle. They've completely outsourced their entire business and just travel. That's the dream. 
Yeah. For sure. I'm a little bit further from that from that than they are, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the rate you're going, it's not going to be long before you'll be right up there with the best of the best in this business. You're really taking a you must be like a methodical, here's what needs to happen, here's what I'm gonna do, check the boxes, get it done. That's what it sounds like to me so far. Yeah, I, I love spreadsheets, I love um task managers. Being an engineer, I do a lot of project management. So I really like putting all the systems together. You a bit of a spreadsheet nerd too. Yeah, I've got like eight spreadsheets up on my monitors right now. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Admittedly, my whole life is shared Google Docs and shared spreadsheets of all the projects and things we've got going on. Yeah, I can make a spreadsheet dance back in the day. Back before you were even around, I was playing around <laughs> with tools called... You ever heard of like Lotus123? Uh, my company just got off Lotus like a couple months ago. So. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the old school spreadsheets, man. So yeah, I've been doing that a while, creating the macros and all that. You don't have to have those skills. But what I love about this business is, you know, we've got people who take a very artistic approach to this. We've got people who take a very methodical, mechanical, number-driven approach to this. There's room for all. There's people who take a very relational approach to this. Like they're just constantly out there meeting people, talking about what they do. They end up with all kinds of great business. So I love it. It kind of fits the personality of the, the student. So for a while, the thing that was really limiting me was, um, you know, just capital. I started, you know, investigating different alternatives, and then um, Amazon had offered a loan, you know, a few weeks ago. So I went ahead and pulled out that loan and started reinvesting my inventory. Now, like re- projected revenue sales value has already jumped about twenty three thousand. Um, so next month should start um, seeing that growth. Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe do you want to spend some time talking through some of your other capital options, or do you feel like you researched that pretty well? I'm happy to, I guess, share the experiences. I had um, looked through like three different options. One was um, seven-figure funding, accrue me, and then just personally looking through um, 0% credit cards, which uh, impacted my personal credit a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so you did, you did, uh, Amazon certainly just click a couple buttons, easy route to go. How's that going for you so far? It was really simple. You know, By the time I accepted it, it was dispersed within three days, allowed for me to go ahead and pay off some of the credit debt that was carrying on my personal cards. And I'm going ahead and was able to reinvest in about two weeks. I have a, a VA that sources like nonstop, it seems like, and um, really eases the burden of trying to find good ASINs. So they're, they're doing the research for you. Are they doing the buying as well? I haven't gone that far yet. A lot of the inventory that I purchased actually has a sale price of like around $90 to $100. So there's not necessarily as much buying as it is um, if she finds me two or three good ASINs a day. You know, I'm pretty... Pretty pleased, and I only ever have to do a purchase of like five or ten per item. So the buy-in hasn't been too intensive yet. That's great. How did you find your VA? Is this someone you trained, or is this someone from our team? It was someone from your all's team uh, through the um, Proven VA. I signed up for them as well as a coaching program back towards the end of November, trying to really expand the business. Yeah, it sounds like it's working. <laughs> yes, it is actually. The first VA that I had, you know, we were just kind of having like some communication issues, just wasn't getting the response rate that I kind of anticipated and uh, expressed it to Kyle. And within like two days, it was, it was corrected. I had a new VA and she's fantastic. Communication is like unheard of. Her hours are fantastic. Kind of um, with how, even if I'm like a little bit behind her schedule, she still makes sure to respond to any questions I have. And um, she'll be moving to full time here in just two more weeks. That's great. So how many hours a week? She um, so she, right now, she's been anywhere between 20 to 25. Uh, she'll go to 40. Going to 40 soon. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, double the hours, double the new replans found daily. 
makes sense to me. Yeah, sounds like a good move. You're paying her $4 an hour, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah. When I moved her full-time, we went ahead and did like a little bit more. And I wanted to give her like some vacation and all because I know how important yeah. that is for like my wife and I. So. That's fantastic. And anytime I bring that up, I feel obligated to discuss with the listeners. Maybe it's the first time they've heard us talk about virtual assistants and $4 an hour. What's this? Slave labor? <laughs> and you got to understand, we're talking about Filipinos. You can get details on our on our program at provenreplansva.com. I'll stick a link in the show notes. But in the Philippines, $4 an hour spends like somewhere around four times minimum wage, basically. So imagine being in the United States where the minimum wage is what, around 12, 15 bucks an hour, paying somebody four times that amount. Now we're talking $50, $60 an hour to source replans and do research online all day based on the training we've given them. Yeah, that's a pretty good job. So that's how the Filipinos see this gig where the average worker, the minimum wage on the island is about $1 per hour. We're paying them four times that. And we turn them over to work with just one student, which in this case is you, Matt. So you've built a relationship. They work for you. You pay them. They report to you. They don't share their leads with us. They share them with you, not a group of sellers, just you. That's the beauty of the program. It's very unique in that aspect. And it sounds like you guys have really ramped up as a result. Uh, And you mentioned coaching as well. Let's talk through how that's going. I mean, I can't say enough good things about that. I have um, my two coaches are Joel and Joseph. Joseph is my um, primary one, the proactive. He um, taught me a very cool way to source that I think he'll be sharing later on at the conference later on this year. And um, that compiled with um, some other sourcing methods kind of leaves us with more ASINs than we could ever hope to purchase. (laughs) Talk about a teaser. Well, this is great. So uh, talk us through some of the products you sell. What are some of the things without giving away any of your niche products or giving away the exact product, I should say. What are some of the things that you enjoy selling right now? What are you seeing move? Sure. So um, based on, on my background with engineering and all, I really like tools and industrial hardware. So that's kind of where you're getting those like really high dollar items. I don't know how happy they are with the prep center, but I do a lot of like small oversized and like pretty heavy items. Um, I'm actually working with them right now on an item that's 110 pounds. Just trying to figure out how to best ship and source it. I found it to be a really cool niche because I think a lot of people kind of shy away from it. Yeah, that's a great point. The heavier, bulkier, awkward to prep, but you can just mark those margins up so much higher because no one else is tackling it. Yeah. That's a great opportunity. So give me the numbers on that one. It costs it 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 weighs 110 pounds. It's a little awkward, but what are you sourcing it for? What are you selling it for? If I can get them to tack and prep it, cost is nine hundred. And the sell cost would be or sell price would be sixteen hundred. Um nice. with it, you start calculating in the um cash back returns, I'm right around thirty-seven percent ROI. But it's one of those where if it gets returned and damaged, I already looked on eBay and sell for about twelve hundred dollars used. So I'm not too concerned. Nice. Well, I happen to know just as a solution for you, if if Kyle and the team struggle out there with that one, we've got the ability to ship and manage through our what we have here. We've got a relationship with somebody who ships heavy stuff all day, every day. And yeah, so get get back to me if you need some help on that. There's always a creative solution it. in this community for any if if there's money to be made flipping a product, selling it a profit. There's someone who can help you with the logistical aspects of that. So maybe that one and product in particular, maybe you could come this way, to mm-hmm. Indiana instead of heading west. But uh, sure. we can talk offline about that. Well, this is great. So how many ASINs would you say you found so far, approximately, that are that um, good profitable sellers for you? In regards to like replens, I'm probably right around the 75 to 80. I started cutting off a lot of the um, 
slower movers and lower ROI. I've been very fortunate and blessed. I've run into two different stores that are liquidating now. So I put a lot of capital towards those investments. I guess right now I'm, I have 227 activations. Gotcha. But some of those are just one-time clear the shelf type of opportunities that you've encountered. As an eBay seller, you've learned to recognize those. I mean, it's been really cool experience. Some of them, you know, while you might not target those liquidations, there's some items that I'm buying for $4 and selling for 75 and you're able to buy 50 or 60 of them. So it really helps with the growth potential for the OA process. Yeah. Fantastic. Are you sending those? How are you handling those? It sounds like local inventory. That there was inventory that sat in our camper for uh, two and a half weeks. So I did a post in the Facebook group um, the other week about about how happy my wife was to get it out of the camper. Um, <laughs> so they just landed at Amazon um, earlier this week. And I've already sold through a little bit over $2,000 in revenue on it, which is, of course, exciting to start the turnaround process. That's awesome, man. Wow. You've got quite a business established here, buddy. Now, you guys mentioned you want to do some traveling. That's the dream you mentioned. Talk me through that. You, the global traveling or you're in an RV right now. I got to imagine that's a pretty inexpensive way to live while you're kind of collecting cash is, you know, dinks, double income, no kids, right? Yeah, so, that's, that's the model I keep preaching to everybody. We sold our house in April of last year, you know, made a really nice return on it from the two years prior that we had purchased it. I've already done a fair amount of uh, travel to Europe. So she, so we wanted to kind of see this beautiful country that we have here. So, you know, we're based out of West Virginia. We're traveling around. My work's allowing for us to um, go to different facilities and do projects. And she's travel nursing. So I think for another year or two, we'll do this and then kind of return home, build a house, build a family, hopefully. That's the plan. Man, that's fantastic. So you guys have it mapped out. So where else do you want to visit? Anywhere else besides, uh, you've said you've been to Europe, US, you're going to leave the country? Because the nice thing about this business is, and the way you're setting it up is, you can go anywhere. Your business is in your pocket, right? Yeah. So before you settle down, what else do you want to see? Uh, so we're going to go to Arizona and out west, some here in April, May time frame. And then um, I'm trying to convince my job to let us go to the Northeast after this, preferably during the summer. But I don't know, just... Seeing the beautiful world that we live in has really just yeah. been a big motivator and just yeah. having the flexibility. You know, on our drive down here, uh, when she was driving the camper, I was able to work and right. find some really good opportunities. It just seemed like the dream. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It never gets old, uh, especially I have a deep appreciation for this lifestyle because I was doing things that I really didn't like doing up until... I went full-time into e-commerce. I mean, I was getting up early, going to a job I didn't like, working for some people that I had a hard time getting along with doing stuff that I didn't feel like were very fulfilling, meaningful. And then I got into some sales and that was a little better, but still someone else controlled my schedule and my income was kind of capped. This complete flexibility of schedule, go where I want, when I want, take my business with me in my pocket. You know, I always hold up my phone and I say, here's my business. You've got internet. I'm good. I could be anywhere in the world. And I'm, I'm good. My business keeps on rocking. So all the income streams I've been able to build over the last 20 years all have that in common. As long as I've got an internet connection, keeps right on rolling. You know, don't use an alarm clock except for church on Sundays. You know, it's just, it's this complete flexible schedule. Homeschooled our kids, which I highly recommend. It's just had been a beautiful, now that we're, you know, we've been doing homeschooling for 23 years. (laughs) It's a big number, but it's worked out great. It especially enhances this whole concept of, uh, it, it just connects so well with this concept of entrepreneurship e-commerce, 
homeschooling, flexibility of schedule. And you mentioned Arizona. One of the funnest trips we took, man, was when we went out to uh, Sedona. So while you're out there, man, that was gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And the kids still talk about that trip. And we just did it. You know, I I was working while we were there and a couple hours in the morning. The rest of the day was freed up, do what we want to do and uh, stay as long as we want to stay. That's just been our reality for a long time. That I think that trip was probably 10 years ago, but we had a blast, man. Go out there, get a, rent a couple ATVs and drive around. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we plan on stopping there. Um, the entire trip's going to be based around just seeing national parks. We really like um, nature and exploring. Yeah. There's just some crazy areas out there where I just remember I went on a run one or early one morning while we were out there and I got out in the middle of nowhere on a path and just looked around. It was just like beautiful mountainous structures in all directions. Like you were in a bowl almost of just, gorgeous like just me in the world in the world and nature out there is phenomenal I, I remember it like it was yesterday but yeah just having the freedom to do those kinds of things buddy so super excited to see where you guys are going and you know to me i feel like you're on a bit of a leadership track i mentioned this earlier but you've got the competency you've got the confidence i think you're on a leadership track you know you've working with some leaders in our community and seeing they're they're just real people, humble people that don't mind sharing what they've learned and sharing what they know with others. So to the degree that you want to step into that role, I think that door is going to start opening up for you real soon as well, Matt, if, if it's something you want to do. And I'm sure you're going to have plenty of people reaching out to you just saying, hey, are you a real person? Or are you an actor Jim hired from some local <laughs> college acting class to, to talk about Amazon like, uh, like it's working out? You know, you'll have some people poke you on the shoulder, but you'll get a little taste of what that's like, you know. I know I just looked at the OA Simplified course on our like drive down here. Yeah. And to know that I could have had that, you know, six or seven months sooner by attending the um, conference or even purchasing a pack, it would have, it would have paid for itself very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. OA Simplified. That's a great module. Now that you mentioned, I'll explain it to the listeners. Uh, Leah and Jessica, two great coaches on our team themselves, both doing about six figures a month. Last I checked in with them, businesses are doing great. I know that's for sure. And they do only online shopping. That's the OA, oasimplified.com is the website. But that course is in the Proven Amazon course. Don't want to go buy it on its own. Although you could, if you don't want the Proven Amazon course, you could get it on its own. But it's one of the modules inside the pack now. And yeah, it's changed a lot of people's lives. And it kind of meshes up really well with the concepts you're learning from your coach right now as you're going through the coaching program. Those two worlds merge beautifully, as you know, and the rest of the community will know soon enough the the secret sauce of what we're doing there that's pretty pretty incredible yeah so yeah, hope, definitely cool experience yeah hope hope to see you there but I, regardless of whether you guys make it to the event or not I I see you on a leadership track if that's something you want to do if you've got a bit of a teacher's heart want to spend some time I think that's that's an opportunity that will begin to open up for you as well we'll get back to the show in just a second but I've got to tell you about a new sponsor to this program ecom balance. They help e-commerce sellers and Amazon sellers with their bookkeeping. Your accountant is not your bookkeeper, by the way. You've got to be keeping great books. That's how you know if you're profitable or not. If you're struggling to know your numbers, you don't want to be operating on gut instinct. Our friends at Ecom Balance are there to help you out. You can go to Ecom Balance and mention that you heard about them from this program, and they'll give you two free months of bookkeeping so you can try them out. A link that takes you straight to the offer is, write this down, it will also be in the show notes, by the way, jimc.biz slash keeper. Again, jimc.biz 
dot biz slash keeper as in bookkeeper. Go check them out. Check out their two months free offer. Tell them we sent you. Let's get back to the show. I wanted to get back to the networking, I guess, um, with uh, my other coach, Joel. You know, uh, when I went through those liquidation sites, I found out that there are ASINs to that just because you're approved for a brand uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're approved for the product. Yes. Um, I yes. ran into, yeah, to quite a few of those about cost of goods of like $2,500. So it's definitely going to hurt a little bit, but kind of building that network. And then some um, networks that my coach had, we were able to work on like a liquidation process that's still going to be profitable that otherwise I'd have been selling on eBay. It would have been about 375 individual items. And um, it was really occupying our living room. But just kind of having those network connections kind of like freed us up. And I just um, checked the sales on them earlier today. And I'm almost already in the profitable region on it. And they um, just started really three or four days ago now. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, that's a great example of what we were talking about earlier, where the value of your investment into this community is the network of people you now know who, as I often say, live, eat, breathe, and sleep e-commerce. If they don't know the answer, they know somebody who probably does. And that solves literally every challenge you run into. Assuming the challenge isn't, okay, I spent $50,000 on a private label product and it's in my garage now. Somebody help me. I need to sell all of it now because I can't park my car in my garage. My wife's mad at me. Like I, We don't have a lot of great solutions for that, but that's why we don't let people go down that road. <laughs> Until you're established and you know the land, the landscape, we're not going to let you play with private label around here. So the challenges you're going to run into are challenges we've seen a hundred, if not a thousand times before, there's always a creative solution for it. And that's a great example. You got yourself into some inventory, made it a little bit of an error. Here's a way to get rid of it, make a profit because of the network. I love that story. Yeah, that's awesome. Extremely grateful. You know, I asked about a bunch of questions and I feel bad when I'm asking the same question I did a week before, but he's always uh, very understanding. Yeah, well, we've got a great coaching team. And I do. I did a session with one of our new coaches just yesterday. And I've, I don't know that I've ever shared this on a podcast episode, but the thing that I share with every new coach that comes into our team, two things. They've already been trained and they've gone through a lot of other meetings with other people. But at the point they talk to me and I'm welcoming them on board the team, I shared with them two things. One is it's not all on you to make your students successful. You've got a whole team behind you, including me, including my personal cell phone, including everyone who's been doing this for a decade plus. There's a lot of us who've been doing this a long time. So if you run into a challenge, fill over your head, it's not up to you to dig and research and figure it out and be the expert. Use the team, right? And the other thing I tell them is build a relationship with your students. Launch a business with them if they resonate. Have a great time. Have fun. You know, If you're in their part of the world, Go visit them. We don't swamp anybody with 60 new coaching students. They get a few a month tops. That's why we have a big team. So we can do that and, and really focus on the relationship aspect. So that's uh, that's the two things that I tell the students, or still the new coaches, I should say. And it sounds like that's the approach you're experiencing here. They're available. They're helping you solve the unique challenges. You're not going through a workbook of uh, checking boxes. You are actually taking your business from where it is now to where you want it to be and tackling the challenges that you encounter along the way in a very realistic way. Uh, and you never know what's going to happen. Call to call, it sounds like, but it's paying yeah. off, it sounds like, too. Absolutely. It's perfect because, um, you know, throughout the week, I'll make a list of all the items I'm struggling with and um, any of them that are there at the end of the week. You know, I'll have to call them for 30 minutes. We just kind of grind through them all. Um, they, they've ran late quite a few times, but, um, you know, they're very supportive. And it's also really nice because it, Quite a few calls we've had, they've said they've learned things as well. Um, so that way, it's not just always one-sided. 
Yes. I tell our coaches that all the time. Get ready to learn way more than you ever imagined. You can learn about this business because every student that you encounter, they're going to teach you, if not a handful of things, a bunch of new stuff just based on their experiences. Just expect it. So you got to stay humble as a, as a teacher to be able to learn those lessons. It, because if you come across as the one who has all the answers and you pretend to know the things that your students are teaching you, there's a wall that's built there. But hey, we're in this together. Again, this is a very relational process that we're here. So you can teach us. And that's the thing I know about you, Matt. I look at a guy like you or in some of the other great podcast guests we've had, and I know that you're going to bring two, three, or five, or 10 new creative, exciting, unique ideas to this community at some point just by being a part of it and experiencing life and seeing the things you see and the tools you experience and the connections you make. You're going to teach us all things, a lot of things. So that, that's by design. We embrace that. So yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I got two questions. So one is, of course, okay. like the dreams to go full-time eventually, you know, to be able to do the travel and really be able to spend time with family. I guess as I go through and I start doing like forward-thinking calculations for how much is needed to like replace income, what is your recommendation for where, you know, you can't only just replace your income, you need to be able to make more to continue to like reinvest in the business. What does that percent look like when you're helping people with that transition? Well, the advice I generally give, especially when I'm talking to a married couple, is I, I put a, uh, a number to this that your spouse and you both have to agree on. That number is how much of living expenses do we have to have set aside? How many months of living expenses do we have to have set aside before you'll be comfortable with me making this leap? And whoever names the biggest number wins that argument, right? But there's no discussion after that because we want this the spouse who's more cautious, fully on board with the plan. But you guys have the advantage that you're building up a pretty significant income stream that could, some point, feasibly, I don't know what you get earned in your engineering business, but that it work, but that's none of my business, but it's irrelevant for this conversation. But at some point, what you're earning here is going to surpass that. That point, it's a no-brainer. That point, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about this is it's going to continue to scale, not just the replens portion, but these relationships, these opportunities, these other things, you will have a private label brand you launch eventually. You will have brands approach you and say, hey, would you just take over our Amazon account because we don't know what we're doing? Yeah, sure. For you know $5,000 up front and then 15% of sales every month, I'd be happy to help you set up your Amazon account. Well, there's another income stream, right? So this really compounds. This skill set that you're developing, You know, part of me would say, I've seen people take that leap of faith and consistently be grateful for it, positioned far less positively than you are right now. Now, now I don't know what you earn in your in engineering degree. And you know, I don't need to know those numbers necessarily to know that you're on such a momentum swing right now with all of this that you'd probably be perfectly fine right now, dude. But I'm not going to encourage that. So what percentage do I need to be earning above what we need to take home in order to... You can do the math on that. If you're earning a few thousand dollars a month more, then what you need to sustain yourself, you're ready to make that leap because that's all you need to continue to scale. You look at the funding sources that are available to you. We talked a little earlier using the Amazon funding option right now. As the amount of inventory that you have increases, there's going to be funding options out there just stacking up. And some of them are just beautiful. Like it did, Akrumi is in particular, I just love seven-figure funding, same way too that we work with all the time. Great terms. So you don't have to so much rely on, am I making enough money to continue to sustain the growth? 
there's third parties that will come in and step alongside of you. And for a small percentage, they're going to benefit too as well. But this pace of scaling isn't going to be the issue anymore. That money is there. If you're running a profitable business, people want to give you money to scale faster. So all those factors kind of put on a spreadsheet, like, yeah, option A is good. Option B is great. And option C is beautiful as well, right? It's You're in a great position. It's more a matter for me of, uh, am I ready to change my routine? Uh, is this the right season? Uh, relationships. A lot of times, especially when I'm talking to to younger people, they they don't quite have an appreciation for relational aspect of the of the big decisions you make in life. Am I ready to step away from the relationships that I've formed here? Mm-hmm. Are, is there more that I need to pour into or receive from the relationship? Do you have a great manager? It's like, man, it's gonna be really weird. He's kind of a mentor to me. Like, I think he's kind of helping me through this season of life. It's hard to put a dollar figure to that, but man, you don't want to walk away from that. I, I was actually talking to a, a young man. And, you know, anybody under the age of thirty, I call young now because I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a birthday coming up. I'm in my mid fifties, right? So I can call you guys young. But he had an option A and an option B that he was presenting to me on a on a business deal that he was going to do. Option A, we're going to go this direction and meet these people, make this much money and do these things. And option B, you know, over here, he's going to be doing these things, meeting these people. And he got real technical into, here's how much money I think you make. And here's the skills I'll need. And here's where I'll have to move. And just da, 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 da. And the thing he left out of the conversation was the relationships. And I just said, if if I had to ask you like one clarifying question that really helped me, if I, if you're asking me to give you some advice here, if you looked at option A and option B and you looked at the relationships in option A, the people, how well you know them, how much they've poured into your life, how much it would hurt to lose that relationship, and you look at option B through that same lens, does that add any clarity to what you should do next? And he said, actually, it makes the decision for me so obvious that I can't believe I didn't think of it myself. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going with option A. And he called me. This is the cool part of the story. A couple of years later and said, that was such the right call. Like that other thing would have been a disaster. The people kind of that I didn't know that well, they kind of revealed who they were. It didn't work out all that great for them. So glad I didn't go that direction. The people I loved and trusted who had poured into me, it wasn't quite as financially stable sounding, but it turned into something beautiful. So he was very grateful for that clarifying. So as you're as you're thinking through this, it's not just numbers on a spreadsheet. It's there's relational aspects here. How much will it hurt to to sever some of those? How can you maybe uh, transition slowly. Like, hey guys, I'm going to be a consultant. I'm not on. I'm not on payroll anymore. I'm here when you need me. I cost X per hour, and I value these relationships. But I'm only available up to ten hours a week. Sorry, right? Like those kind of creative, slow transitions. If you haven't thought through that, obviously already, maybe you have. But for the sake of even listeners, rather than just like cutting off cold turkey relationships and opportunities, I like to see those slow transitions. That's just some general ideas. Having seen a lot of guys make these kind of you know leaps of faith and these slow transitions, becoming a consultant for the company you used to work for can be very lucrative. And suddenly they're paying you three times what they used to pay you, and you're working a third as many hours because you're a consultant now, right? Uh, so, just some things to think about. No, I I really appreciate the you know, the answer. The, the group that I'm a part of, I've worked with for like seven years now and definitely built up some very nice relationships. And I think that's going to be one of the hardest things um, if that time ever gets to come where I would start transitioning now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I really do appreciate you giving such a good answer on that last one. I guess this is going to be an administrative one that's been a, a huge headache for me. How does your team go about managing replens and ordering in a timely manner to ensure that you don't run out of stock or have too much? I find myself constantly battling on this, struggling to estimate with lead times. I'm in the trial period of seller board and mm-hmm. replens dashboard. And um, even with all this wonderful software, I still find myself struggling to pull triggers in the fear of over-replensing. Over-ordering is worse than... Over-ordering is worse than under-ordering. And the way we're handling it right now is I've kind of built, because of all the ASINs we're handling, I've built a bit of a custom solution that I'd be happy to show you. But basically, it's just what have we sold in the last 30 days is right there in front of whoever's doing the buying. How many have we sold? How many do we have right now on the way to Amazon or at Amazon kind of added together? Because that's that's the same number. And you, once you see those two side by side, you can kind of make a decision. Do I need to order more or not right now? And it, you know, it's, it's a pretty simple formula that we're using. Someone just kind of goes through. As things sell, that's a trigger for us to go review. Is it time to order more of that or not? You know, that's about as simple as I can make it in a verbal response. Those are the, those are the, the things that we're keeping an eye on. How much has it sold in the last 30 days? How much do we have on hand or on the way to Amazon? And did we just make a sale today? Go take a look, see what happened. We're also keeping an eye on anything that doesn't sell over a 30-day period so we can go reevaluate. Okay, what's up with this ASIN? Do we need to get rid of it? Do we need to drop the price? Has it changed in some reason? Is there something we need to know, be aware of? So over the course of the next day 30 to day 60, we can do what we got to do to get rid of it or transition it out before it becomes you know, a dead weight that we're getting stocking fees charged against the storage fees by Amazon. We don't want that to get to that point. So we'll liquidate, get our money back. And we tend to focus on the faster moving ASINs. So anytime we need to get rid of something, it's just a matter of dropping the price and we're out. Now, that's all nice theory on paper, but there's always exceptions to every little rule. And ordering stuff on time, the thing you run into is I know we see this a lot. Some things we order, and this is all, this is logistics. I mean, you can get into crazy technical, you know, even the engineer brain, you got smoke coming out your ears like, man, there's too many factors here to make this make sense because you'll have stuff that you order and then, oh, guess what? Sorry, it's back ordered for for six weeks. Would you still like to order it or not? Or do you want us to, you know, change your order? And you're like, "Uh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) What do I do with this? Do I think because by the time it gets here, will this ASIN still be good? I don't know what to do with that. It's not on my spreadsheet anywhere. You know, some stuff you order it, it shows up in a week. Other stuff you order it, it, it's supposed to show up and it just doesn't, you know, so tracking all those variables, what it comes down to is, one of the busiest people on my team, in this case, happens to be my aunt who does my ordering. And we talk frequently. And anytime she's frustrated, we just talk through, you know, the frustration could be, oh, we just got charged some uh, storage fees at Amazon that we weren't expecting. What caused that? Okay, let's fix that pain point. How do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Or, wow, there's this great ASIN that we could have been flying off the shelf with and somehow we haven't had any of it in two months. Why didn't we order that? How'd that slip through our radar? So you just kind of look at the exceptions and you learn from those pain points and you build systems to correct it. Replens dashboard is great. Seller board is great. These tools kind of used in conjunction. That's the thing about this this business, Matt, is everybody kind of has their own kind of Frankenstein approach to how they built this. You know, they've pieced it together and either their relationship brain or their artistic brain or their or their rational. You know, mathematical brain is kind of tackling these 
these problems. Um, but I think no matter how you do it, you've got to look at what's selling as a trigger to oh. analyze, is it time to do something else? Do I need more or not right now? Do I need to order more or not? So as things sell, that's your trigger. If that and if that's obvious, I'm just stating the obvious. It, it is. I've, I've actually never gone that granular into the detail. I was always trying to do like weekly reports and backtracking out. And um, last night I found out that I had an ace in the span on stock for two months that was actually selling quite well beforehand. So, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to improve it a little bit. Yeah. So how do you keep that from slipping through your radar? You keep an eye on what's selling. Mm-hmm. And if something goes from one to zero, that's definitely a trigger, right? Like, okay, how many? How fast did that sell? I had I had fifteen of those. How fast did we go from fifteen to one? Was that a two week thing or was that a six month thing? If that was a six month thing, I, I don't know that I want to be in that one anymore. But as things sell, that's your trigger. Just keep an eye on what's selling, and and don't ignore because if you skip three or four days of doing that, you know you could miss out on a winner that's just waiting there for you. But the beautiful thing about this is anything that you get into, just find more ASINs. <laughs> that <laughs> fixes. The people who are doing this at a high level, they really aren't that granular about making sure they don't miss any opportunities as much as they're just constantly finding new winners that they can excitedly jump into and pay attention to. The 80-20 rule really applies here, right? Just 20% of those great ASINs at any given time, that's 80% of your excitement, your revenue, your momentum, but capturing that last 20% with the rest of your list, man, you, there's a lot of revenue there that that's where the systems come in and uh, really diving in, knowing your software and having someone assigned to the specific task of ordering, reordering, when do they reorder? And you talk to five or 10 people who are doing this business at a high level, they're going to have five or 10 different approaches to that. So I'm speaking in generalities, but I gave you a pretty good peek into how we do it, the numbers mm-hmm. that we're watching on our account. And that's over a thousand ASINs that we're keeping track of. Not with that full excellence, by the way. You know, there's a lot of stuff slipping between the cracks. There's a lot of times we order 10 units when we should have ordered only ordered two and vice versa. But the margins are there to justify, you know, continuing to you know, improve our systems and be excited about the business. Everyone's getting paid. It's making money. It's, it's a fun business. It really is exciting every time you pull up the seller app and, uh, you know, you see it jump $100, $200. It's very rewarding. Yeah, I'll try to get and refresh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an unhealthy habit at this point, but I'll um, I'll try to work on getting a little bit granular. Um, I had already informed the VA that I have that I was going to look to shift her a little bit to administrative as well. So perhaps she can assist me in looking at that. Um, those details, mm-hmm. especially being a spreadsheet guy, bringing all those numbers over, you know, uh, onto one place where you can make decisions and and see at any given time. And Amazon does provide you some pretty helpful information there. You know, you, you you can sort your inventory anytime. Uh, you know, what do I have the most of? Why do I have so much of that, right? Or what have I sold in the last 30 days? Am I out of any of that? Should I be ordering more of that? You know, you, you can take a very uh, kind of um, almost scattered random approach to it and still do pretty well. <laughs> it's, it's just pretty incredible. Uh, or you can be very methodical and really dial it in. But the thing is, you just don't know what's going The people who are de- really dialing it in don't have all that much of an advantage over the people who are just kind of randomly ordering whatever's hot because what you don't know, none of us can possibly know is, yeah, sure, this ASIN has been doing great the last three months. Does that mean it's going to do great next month too? No, you have no way of knowing. It can zero out on you. So you never want to have more than a month's worth of anything 
And sometimes fortune's just smiling on you and you can do nothing wrong. And that stuff you ordered way too much of, we, we had this happen. We ordered way too much of an item and the price just dropped. And I got a pallet of it, like several hundred units. I never buy that much of anything. I'm like, oh, I was contacting like, could you please buy this back from us? Do you have a restock policy? And they're like, no, sorry. It's actually, we can't do that. And um, sorry, yeah, there's, there's, you're kind of stuck with it. And it was, it was a seasonal and it's out of season now. Sure enough, you waited about seven, eight months, and we had gold bars sitting on that pallet, man. That stuff was <laughs> gold. Now, yeah, you can't predict that. It just flew. We sold all of it like within a week at the highest prices we'd ever seen, uh, right? You just, you just never know. You can't predict the future. That's a lot of the fun of this business. Is you can get real methodical and granular. When do I reorder? When should I? When shouldn't I? And you just don't know what the world's going to do with that inventory that you've got sitting there sometimes. And... uh that's why you just you don't take big risks. This business allows you to not have to ever take big risks. So just capitalize on that, coast on that. Right. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I've been trying to do the lean just in time as my last item sells. The new shipment has arrived at Amazon. I mm-hmm. think I was um, too concerned on that approach as opposed to kind of like the shotgun approach you were referencing. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, get as lean as you can. Do the whole just in time thing. That's beautiful. But even when you're just in time, sometimes that ace and dies on you for some reason. <laughs> so there's enough factors out of your control that there's no need to try to control all the rest of them tightly. Uh, just if, if something's making you money, get more of it. And if the inventory gets low, order more of it. it. You know, it's that's as good as anyone's doing this business. Hey, thanks for listening. One last thing before I let you go. A reminder, our friends at Ecom Balance are there to help you with your bookkeeping needs. Know your numbers. Keep great Books, their bookkeeping service is free for two months. If you go to ecombalance.com and mention that we sent you Silent Sales Machine Radio or mention my name, Jim Cockrum, here's the direct link if you want to write it down. jimc.biz slash keeper. Again, jimc.biz slash keeper, as in bookkeeper. Tell them we sent you. Get your books in order. Know your numbers. Make good decisions. Hey, we'll have another great episode for you real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.